Hey guys, welcome into the Smyrna Churchman Fantasy Football League podcast. I am your host, Hunter Farrell, here again with uh, the number one team in the power rankings, Mac Farrell. Mac, how are you doing? Living lavish, as uh, DJ Collard would say, maybe. I'm not sure what he says, but we're doing good. Oh, I just fumbled into the end zone. <laughs> so, if you couldn't tell uh, beforehand, uh, we are now filming... Uh, while Thursday night football is going on, um, for most people, you know that wouldn't matter. But for Mac, with Mixon going and Richard with uh, Jim Robinson going, it does uh, it does <laughs> it does mean something tonight. So if Mac just starts, if Mac gets distant, or if Mac just you know starts rambling on about something that's not related to what we're talking about, just know he's talking about Thursday night football. Well, we're almost to halftime, so we should be all right so um quickly we'll go over the uh week three games um talk about waivers and the first trade of the year and then uh get into our week four preview so are you ready to go mac yep all right hopefully the audio issues aren't uh near as bad but um you know you can never tell say la vie there, that, that it is. All right, so uh, first matchup was uh, the Soul Steelers and the Pulling Pooh Bears. Uh, Soul Steelers suffered their first loss of the year um, by 40 points. Um, Lamar Jackson, solid game, uh, but he was the only one that was close to breaking 20 points. While Neil had Najee Harris put up a spectacular game for someone <laughs> that just, just caught a lot of passes. Jalen Hurts had a good garbage time game, and... Uh, Dak had a had a pretty good game as well. Both of those guys going on Monday night. Um, so we talked about it last week. I was like, yeah, I need Chris McCaffrey and Lamar Jackson to just be studs. And then Chris McCaffrey gets five points, and um, you know, like only getting five points from Chris McCaffrey is like a goose egg for everything else. So uh, yeah, uh, ninety-two points, not good. But uh, my goal is kind of just not to be the worst or the lowest scoring team of the year. So I did accomplish that, but Neil picks up a big win, goes two and one. Um, any thoughts on that matchup or things that you noticed? I hope you dropped uh, John Johnson the third. Yeah, he was. He's been a bum. He's he's been a bum. <laughs> okay, good. Just making sure. Yeah, no, you know, a uh, couple big games on Neil's end, couple of duds on your end. Yeah, listen. Yeah, it shook out. You were talking about Allen Robinson being good, and I mean he just he's just been awful, just been awful. <laughs> so I blame Matt Nagy. I I do too. I blame a lot of things on him too. I wanted to start Justin Fields over Trevor Lawrence, but it was actually a good thing that I didn't, even though neither one of them would have made a difference. But uh, you know, like, uh, you know, just tough loss on my end, and especially losing McCaffrey, and then you know, big win for Neil. Uh, you know, working his way up. And you know a lot of there's a lot of miss like a, just a lot of teams right there in that two and one uh, circle, including yourself. Um, next matchup we had the closest matchup of the week, and one that came down right down to the wire, which was feels like thirteen who remains undefeated, picking up a two point win over uh, I like PB and J's who drops to one and two. Uh, Herbert. 
It's a good thing I redacted my, my call on Tyler. It's <laughs> pending the Deontay Johnson start. Well, he said no redactions. Well, he, he's not calling the shots. I am. Oh. I mean, he's the most recent champ, so I feel like he does get to call the shots. No. Oh, that's not how it works. Not for the sloths. <laughs> When you're, the, when you're the Pope of the Sloth Kingdom, you get to make your own, own rules. Just seeing the blown up picture of the, the Pope Sloth, just you putting that in the group message this week just uh, killed me. Um, How can that not get you excited? <laughs> I mean, How can that not get you fired up? Um, I, I thought, like, I was like, look, Herbert's going to be the X Factor. If Herbert goes off, I could see Tyler winning. Herbert did go off, and he still somehow lost. Uh, Tom Brady had a good game. Jamar Chase had a really good game. DeAndre Swift had a very good game. Um, I mean, you know, Tyler solid. You know, Zeke was good. Rodgers was good. Herbert was a stud. But, you know, just a little bit more scoring from the receivers for Jake than uh, what what Tyler could put up. And, you know, not having Deontay Johnson, like you said, hurts a lot. Yeah, you know, Tyler didn't get – hasn't – well, Really hasn't gotten much production from Diggs so far this season. Yeah. Um, you know, Montgomery's struggling with that offense there. But, you know, these are two teams that <clears throat> I think we'll be talking a lot later on throughout the season. Both have solid squads and are going to be, you know, fighting for the playoff push. And, um, you know, just... A really great matchup. Really enjoyed getting to watch uh, Monday Night Football with this game on the line. So, yeah. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that used to be a rivalry. I guess it still is a rivalry between uh, uh, Jake and Tyler. But, uh, you know, we're getting up, we're getting to the point where almost everybody's a rivalry every week. So that And it's always good when those two guys each other and then for that to be a close game that was pretty enjoyable like you said the next matchup we have uh the winner of the bad beats uh alex rop and clear eyes full hearts uh dropping a 15 point loss to uh, the true dogs behind josh allen's uh qb1 performance of 37 points five touchdowns i believe uh you know justin jefferson just getting it done daniel jones who was uh mike's uh, big pickup, putting up 16 points, and uh, I mean, Alex, like I said, was I think the fourth highest scoring team of the week. Mike Williams, stud, Patrick Mahomes, pretty good game. Tannehill, a very good game, but uh, nothing to show for it for Alex. Probably <laughs> just just completely unlucky. Uh, kind of might be might be pushing for that sixth spot. Yeah, terribly unlucky for Alex this week with. Uh... Hawkinson getting two catches for 10 yards. And Blake Martinez with two assisted tackles. That is not... Both of those are, like, extremely outlier games. Um, so that's got to be frustrating for him. But, um, you know, I think I think he's got brighter days ahead. Not if he plays the sloths, but... <laughs> When he's playing nobody like he tends to do, he might have a better chance. Yeah, you know, he got to pad them stats, pad those wins. Mike, Mike Preventure is not a nobody. No matter what his record is, he's always a somebody. Yeah, 
Certainly not. His uh, his team put up a good performance, and you know he he made the right call on playing Andrews over Brown, even though it wouldn't have made a difference. But um, you know he's still waiting to see if Jonathan Taylor wakes up this season. So I think Mike's you know still got a a fair fair shot at the at the playoff race. So, yeah, you look at all these one and two teams and you're like, um, you know, a lot of them have still have a good chance, uh, just like the two and one teams or even the one three and O team, you know, a bad beat. Um, some unluckiness starts going the other way. But a big win for uh, Mike uh, to get in the win column. And then, like I said, with Alex, you know, I guess it definitely sucks to put up a good week and still lose, but it's better than like putting up bad weeks and losing. Um, at least you yeah. have at least you have some hope for the future that you'll get a little bit luckier. At least he's got the wide receiver too, and Mike Williams on the year. Yeah, he's he's been a stud. Uh, what a what a draft pick by Alex. Let's hope he doesn't make it up. Make it up for Ridley Sloan. Let's hope he doesn't uh, trade him uh, like the purging roster used to do. Uh, next matchup we have is the Edible Burritos versus Winchester's Finest. Um, Winchester's the worst. Yeah, now now Winchester's worst. Which uh, back to back really bad weeks for for Michael after you know he had a lot of confidence coming out of week one and out of the draft. Um, Sam Darnold uh, has come into Richard's rescue. Had a great game on Thursday night football. Devontae Adams was a stud. Eckler was very good, and uh, it, he outdueled uh, Michael's quarterback tandem of Stafford and Cousins. And uh, Barkley looked a little bit more like himself, getting a lot of carries. Um, in that Falcons game, but, you know, uh, back-to-back of not good performances for, for Michael and a big win for Richard when it looked like his season could have uh, really taken a turn for the worst. Yeah. Um, you know, he's got the A.J. Brown injury lingering over his team at the moment, but it's still great to get a win when you have a player get injured early in the game like A.J. Brown was. But, of course, you know, Michael uh, fielded Dalvin Cook, who we all knew pretty much he was not going to play. Um, well, Michael's a doctor, and he probably thought that, you know, based on what he knows about the injury, that he probably could have played. But no, no comment to that. No comment on Michael uh, doctor jokes. to the beat reporter yeah but uh so yeah michael drops to one and two uh richard climbs up to one and two keeping him uh off the winless track um and the last matchup we have uh what was between number one and number two in the power rankings uh the sloss and the wasted players and this was a very good matchup as well um you put up the second most points in the league, a little bit behind Mike and Ethan, put up a pretty good performance, um, but just not enough to to beat the sloth. So uh, you know, Cooper Cup has just been a stud. Miles Garrett, twenty points. You get that from your defensive players. That's you, you love to see it. It's going to be hard to lose with uh, twenty points from an IDP player. Yeah, and that really kind of made the difference. You know, if Garrett just has an average game, it could go the other way. I mean. You look at Ethan's roster, Derek Carr continues to be good no matter what we say about him. 
Uh, DK Metcalf had a good game with Lockett going out there for a little bit. Um, you know, Derrick Henry, another good game. And uh, definitely like Derrick Henry's schedule coming up, which I'm sure we'll talk about later on. But, uh, yeah, you know, just a good matchup, one that I think I was excited for. Uh, other people around the league were excited for. And, um, yeah, I think that's a – Ethan says that he'll see you again. And, um, you know, Ethan – he can get pretty unlucky and uh, choke it up every now and then. But um, he's got a really solid team, especially if Carr keeps playing the way he does. So I think uh, that's a matchup you could possibly see in the playoffs. Yep. That's all you got to say? Pretty much. <laughs> all right, fair enough. Mac, I mean a few words. All right, so now we're going to get into waivers and trades for the week. Um, so we'll go ahead and start with the first trade and the only trade of the year so far, which is between myself and Jake. Um, so the trade is that, uh, uh, the soul Steelers are trading away Jamal Williams and Juju Smith-Schuster and the, uh, feels like 13 is trading away Elijah Mitchell and, uh, Michael Pittman Jr. So as, a obviously I'm, uh, in on this trade, so um, based on what your thoughts are, or I don't know if you've thought about it very much, what are your uh, initial thoughts on this on this trade? Um, I'd say it's a fairly even trade. Um, you know, Jake having DeAndre Swift, it's nice to have like a the handcuff and Jamal Williams. And, uh, Juju, you know, I, I, I struggle to see much value in Juju, um, simply because of the state of the Steelers offense at the moment. So, um, I think that's just a relatively like fluff piece, but, um, I think Jamal is a, a good good piece for him. Um, I think Michael Pittman, you know, he's obviously got a huge target share right now at the moment without T.Y. there. Um, we'll see if that changes when T.Y. comes back or if Michael Pittman's going to kind of, you know, demand that target share throughout the rest of the season. Elijah Mitchell, you know, he's in a huge running back committee who could have a great game, but do you really know when to start him? You know, I, I think it's it's kind of just some some little I don't know what the, it's it's not the blockbuster trade that that gets everybody riled up, but it could potentially have some some. Uh, importance for both teams down the road so yeah uh um talking to uh jake i was just kind of looking for receivers that weren't really making other people's rosters i didn't like my receiver depth and i feel like i had very good running back depth so initially it was just going to be like a running back for a receiver but he wanted to throw in a second piece and i feel like um we both kind of got what we were looking for i'm looking for more uh you know lottery picks like guys that are either going to be really good and I can put them on my lineup or really bad and I can cut them loose and pick someone else up and I think he's looking for some stability 
like you said, especially having DeAndre Swift. Now that he's got Jamal Williams to back him up, he's kind of got that Detroit backfield locked up. And, um, you know, if Deontay Johnson continues to get hurt, maybe Juju sees more of a target share. But like you've said, the Steelers offense isn't necessarily something you necessarily uh, you really want a piece of right now. But um, so I think it's a, a pretty fair trade. I like, uh, obviously, I really liked Jamal Williams, so getting rid of him hurt. But I was really high on Michael Pittman Jr. really wanted a receiver that could uh, – you know, have the potential to have a really good season and hasn't yet. So I feel like we both got a, what we were, were looking for out of that trade. So, you know, first trade of the year, maybe it, you know, gets everybody else going. But like you said, not necessarily a blockbuster trade, just kind of depth pieces for the time being. Yeah. Um, as far as big, um, big things happening in waivers, uh, Chuba Hubbard. Went to myself for thirty dollars. Um, trying to see who else offered for Chuba and what the next closest offer was. Pretty much when McCaffrey went down, I went ahead and put in that waiver claim. Like <laughs> it was uh, that that was it. So um, you think thirty dollars is too much? No, I'd, I'd say it was right for being the McCaffrey owner. Um, I think it looks like Jake was the closest to, uh, getting him with a $16 offer. Um, Alex picked up, uh, Zach Moss for $21. That was another big one. What are your thoughts on that one? Uh, Tyler was uh, right behind that, offering up $15 for, for Zach Moss. So um, a good offer put in by Alex, getting you know $6 above the next best person. Tyler did get, a, I feel like, a really good waiver pickup, adding um, Tim Patrick for $15. Um, I really like, I mean, especially with uh, KJ Hammer going down. Seems like it's Noah Fant, Cortland Sutton, and Tim Patrick. So um, I like the Tim the Tim Patrick pickup, uh, especially since he's dropping Lavisca Chenault, which you know had he's got the potential to be really good, but that Jags offense has been uh, pretty terrible, and Chenault hasn't been getting a whole lot. So um, other than that, like I said, a few smaller offers that you see that lost. Um, I picked uh, you up for sixteen dollars. I don't think anybody else. Uh, Alex went for him for seven dollars. Um, I was really high on a uke at the beginning of the year, so I was just like, look, we'll throw a good chunk of money on him because I don't know if there's going to be a receiver that has the track record that he, ha- that he has. Um, obviously, he hasn't had too great of a season yet, and Debo Samuel's been really good, and who knows what they're going to do at quarterback going into the future, but I just kind of thought to myself, how much am I going to hate myself if I uke as a stud and I uh, didn't get him? So that's why I threw a good chunk of change on him. Yeah. 
Yeah, him and Tim Pat Tim Patrick are both guys that like if I wasn't rostering like I I've got Kittle and Cortland Sutton, so I didn't necessarily want to like add either yeah. of them and like be forced with that kind of decision to pick is it a Kittle game, is it Ayuk or Sutton or Tim Patrick and I'm just so that's just the reason why I stayed away from them, but I, I definitely think that they're both players that needed to be rostered. Yeah, you don't want to double dip into any of these offenses for picking uh, picking pass catchers for sure. It's great whenever you're like Jake and you've got uh, you know your quarterback throwing to a receiver, but when you got uh, you're like which receiver is it? Neither they can't score on the same play, so you're really kind of capping your upside whenever um, you're doing that. So definitely understand your your reasoning on that. Um, so now we're gonna get into the uh, week four matchups. Unless you see anything else you want to talk about in waivers or anything like that. Have you had any? Just a just a question before we get into it. Uh, have you had any uh, offers being put out there to you, or that you've been putting out? Um, no, uh, I haven't been approached for any of my players, and I am fairly comfortable with my team at the moment. Um, still kind of waiting on Trey Lance to kind of, you know, slip his way into the starting position. So, other than that, I'm just kind of sitting on a bunch of guys. So, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'd be willing to listen to offers, but I'm not necessarily seeking out any at the moment. I gotcha. Alright, uh, so getting into the week four matchups, um, obviously since I'm booking it out through my account, my game comes up first. So we have an old-fashioned rivalry between myself and Michael, who's now Winchester's worse. Um, so looking at this matchup, neither one of us have any guys going tonight. So, um, you know, it's 0-0 at the moment. Um, you know, Michael, tough last two weeks. You probably wouldn't think that he's going to have it again. Uh, he's got some guys with, uh, I feel like, some pretty tough matchups. Um He's got Dalvin Cook going up against Cleveland. Kirk Cousins going up against Cleveland. Um, Omari Cooper going up against Carolina. And then uh, DeAndre Hopkins, which I'm sure will get the Jalen Ramsey treatment. And then Barkley going up against the Saints. But, I mean, I look at my roster and I'm like, I don't see it being a whole lot, whole lot easier. Um, I know Omar, uh, you know, Denver hasn't played a whole lot of people, but you know, Lamar, who knows what he can do against that Denver defense. It's got a really good secondary. Clyde's going up against a pretty good Philadelphia defense, though Monday Night Football didn't uh, give you a lot of confidence there. Um, Chuba Hubbard, I'm kind of iffy on whether I'm going to start him or not, but going into that Dallas game, he has potential to uh, be involved in a pretty competitive, close game. Um, Allen Robinson's been a bum. Uh, we don't, Nick Foles could be starting, <laughs> so uh, who knows? Nick Foles is not starting. According to Matt Nagy, he's a possibility. Yeah, I don't listen to that, man. I'd love not to, but I have to, considering I've got uh, his quarterback and one of his receivers on my team. But uh, 
you know, so who knows? And he hasn't been good with whoever's been the quarterback. Godwin going up against a Patriots defense, which I feel like is going to play pretty well. Um, Brissett going up against Indianapolis. Like I said, not a lot of great matchups for for my team. So what are your thoughts? Um, yeah, I mean, it's I can see this being one of the lower scoring matchups on the week. Yeah. Um, some some tough matchups for both teams. Um, curious to see how the the Minnesota players for Michael do. Um, you know, going against Kevin Stefanski, uh, head coach of the Browns, who was you know the coach for the the Vikings. He he's gonna know how to how to stop Kirk, Kirk Cousins and so. I, I think there's some interesting, you know, things to watch there where, uh, you know, Cousins might have a bit of a slouch game, but at the same time, they could be in <clears throat> garbage time and just be forced to throw the ball a lot. So, I don't love Cook, don't love Barkley's matchups, you know. And, and the, thing, the thing about Hopkins, everybody – you know, thinks that Jalen Ramsey's still like a follow lockdown corner. But if you've watched it this year, and it's part of the reason why I picked him up, is they're utilizing him more like closer to the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. Because they, they, they know that like when they put him on a side, that teams will just not throw that side. But they, they, they still want to utilize Jalen as like the physical tackler playmaker that he is. So he's kind of been moving around the field more. Um, so I, I, I could see Hopkins still getting a couple of like big, big plays. Um, I think Sanders and Clyde both have pretty good weeks, but it's a really tough call. Um, I would probably give the lean to Michael as ESPN has, um, but I can see it going either way. Yeah, I would lean Michael's way too just because um, I see more consistency in his receiver core, and you just look at the quarterbacks, you know, Stafford and Cousins versus Lamar and Brissett. Like, you know, you're definitely siding with the Cousins-Stafford, even if Cousins going up against Cleveland. So, um like I said, I always said, I'm like, well, I need, I need Lamar and Chris McCaffrey just to be head above heels better than whoever's going they're out going up against in the others. And without McCaffrey and with Lamar going up against a good Denver uh, defense at Denver, um, you know, it, I think I kind of agree with ESPN too. I would side with, with Michael getting back up, but I do agree with you that it could. this definitely has the potential to be one of the lower scoring matchups of the week. Moving on to the next one, we have the 1-2, uh, I like PB&Js, versus the 0-3, Clear Eyes, Full Hearts. So everybody is waiting on hands and knees, uh, just pins and needles, I think is a better way <laughs> to put how I'm, uh, what I meant to say. I don't know what hands and knees, that means like they're begging. Um, Alex may be begging for a win, but everybody else is on pins and needles figuring out when or who's going to give Alex uh, his first win. So he's going up against, um, you know, he's going up against 
a uh, I like PB&J's team that's been good. Um, had a rough first week against myself. Um, picked up a win and then had a rough week last week, you know, losing by two. So uh, what are your thoughts on the matchup between Alex and Tyler? Uh, I'm sorry, Alex, but it, it, it's just not, it's not going to happen this week. Oh, is that a guarantee? It's a guarantee. I, I'd lock it in. Oh, so no redacting? No redacting at all. I'm riding with Tyler this week. Um, he's got some great matchups across the board. Um, you know, I, I think Chicago's going to try to establish the run against Detroit. Mm-hmm. Just absolutely leak points to the running back position. Um, Diggs... He's going to bounce back against Houston. I think Rodgers is going to have a great game. I think Chase Edmonds could have a good game. Herbert going to have a good game. And, you know, for Alex, both of his running backs are questionable. Gibson didn't practice today. So we're not sure what we're going to see from him this weekend. Um, Josh Jacobs has potential play. But he's going up against a good Chargers defense. I'm not necessarily sure he's going to, you know, he could get into the end zone once or twice and and save them on a week. But I I just see, looking at both teams, I I, I give the edge to, to Tyler. Yeah, I would agree. Um, like you said, running backs early, like Montgomery's matchup this week, um, I think Edmonds is a sneaky good play against the Rams. Uh, you know, Deontay Johnson coming back helps his receiver and core a lot. Uh, Zeke Rogers, pretty solid. And then, like you said, just, um, you know, Alex was looking for a stud when he got Calvin Ridley, and he's yet to really be that. He hasn't had horrible match, uh, you know, ever since week one, he hasn't had horrible games, but. Uh, he just hasn't been that good, neither has that Atlanta offense. So, and getting Antonio Brown back, I think, really helps his uh, ceiling. You know, Antonio Brown could uh, have a really good game, as he's always capable of doing, but he could also, you know, not have a great game. And then you look at Tannehill, he's going up against the Jets, which you would think is a good matchup, but he doesn't have, he's potentially not going to have A.J. Brown or Julio. And, I mean, he can get points with his legs. He can throw to, you know, a lot of these lesser-known guys. Um, but if they get up bigger... Henry's, Henry's carrying the ball 40 times this week. I mean, yeah, you have to think if they get up big early, then they're going to ride Henry into the ground. So, uh, I mean, I think Ten Hill's a good forward play, but you look, he's trying to compete with Justin Herbert. I feel like Herbert beats him there, and I feel like... Uh, Rodgers going up against a Pittsburgh team when they're deep. I mean, their defense is good, but I feel like they're out there on the field all the time too. So, um, and Rodgers looks like he's he's dialing it in. So, uh, tough matchup for Alex. Hope it doesn't come as heartbreaking as it's been, but you never know. Um, I know. <laughs> yeah, except for you, you you're confident. Um, next, we are looking at the undefeated. Feels like 13, um, underrated in the power rankings, but, uh, you know, Jake told me that he'd rather be number one in the standings than number one in the power rankings. Um, going up against 
the two and one pummeling Pooh Bears and probably one of the uh, most exciting matchups of the week. Definitely two of the best records going up against each other this week. Um, so this is well the third quarter is going on. So Jamar Chase has uh, been playing in this game, and obviously uh, Jake's got a defensive player out, a defensive back out, so that could obviously will change his projected scoring. We're not sure uh, what what's going to happen there. Um, I think he's waiting to see on that, picking up a defensive back. But um, right now ESPN has, with, that, with Jake having a player out, He's got, uh, we've got Neil projected one by two. So what are your thoughts on this matchup? Yeah, I, I got to ride with Jake this week. I think, um, I think both of his Seattle players, Wilson and Lockett, are going to have good weeks against San Francisco. They're going to be throwing the ball a lot, not running on that defense much um i think brady's gonna have a great game against the patriots um chubb i think he's gonna gonna get to that um probably put up like 18 like he's usually good for and then swift hill both both gonna put up good numbers you know i just looking at jake's team i don't see really many if any positions that like Neil has the edge over um I think you know maybe Kamara and Hertz are better plays over like Chubb and Wilson just because Hertz is going to be in a lot of garbage time potentially you know forced to put up big numbers late in the game um but I just think I don't see great games from Robert Woods, Thielen, you know, Cooks is going to be solid, but I, I give the edge to Jake this week. Um, yeah, I think, it, I mean, it, it could definitely, in my mind, it can go either way. Uh, you know, I like Hurts, you know, just the, his potential of, like, having a bad game through the air, but, you know, just getting so much running the ball that he still has a good fantasy day. Uh, Dak has has been pretty good, minus that Carolina game. Uh, Kamara, fuck, he's gonna get a lot of carries in that Giants game. Uh, it doesn't. Najee kind of seems matchup proof. He's gonna be out there every play, and Big Ben can't throw past ten yards, so Najee Harris is a perfect target for him. But yeah, Woods has been a disappointment. Thielen has been really good, but he's going up against a good Cleveland team, and then you know, like you said, Brandon Cooks is gonna be solid. Um, uh, Jamar Chase isn't doing too hot right now, but he's just you know one big play away from changing his fantasy day. Uh, once again, I think it comes down to that stack of Wilson and Lockett, right? They're going up against a good San Francisco team, but we saw Rodgers and Adams have a pretty good connection last week against that that uh, same defense. And then you know Tyreek Hill always capable of. Uh, busting out a big play, Tom Brady going up against his old Patriots. Maybe he's saved something special for them. I'd give a very slight edge to Jake, but I definitely think that this is uh, the most interesting, most anticipated matchup of the week, and uh, one that we'll definitely have our eyes on outside of our outside of our own matchups. Yeah, I agree on that note. It'll 
definitely be a good one to watch. All right, and that's going to lead us into our last. Oh, sorry, I thought we were on our last match. We got two more matchups. Ooh, ooh, it's a. <laughs> so Max got to drive. Max got to drive uh, tomorrow morning, and you know I'm the last day before fall break. So uh, bear with us. I'm already feel like we've been on here for an <laughs> for an hour, but it's been pretty late. Fall, y'all. Um, if y'all listen to this podcast, I want you to uh, to to make sure pumpkin spice latte in the in the message in the group message yeah i told i told jake whenever uh you know he responded to my power rankings mainly because he said he just wanted to get some discussion going but uh i told him i was going to put out that uh the vine where the guy's holding up the radio and there's the three people down on the ground and i'm like i'm i'm the person with the radio and it's like you Jake and Ethan that are listening to the pod and reading the newsletter and all that stuff. <laughs> I, I, I gotta say, we got a couple more listeners. So, like, you know, I feel like Alex and Tyler are, are, are in there sometimes. That's um, what I'm saying. Everybody that listens, put, you know, do something with pumpkin spice latte in there. Let us know you're in the fall mood. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so looking at this matchup between the Britos and yourself, you know, Richard picked up a huge win last week, um, and you picked up a huge win of, as, of your own, you know, uh, beating uh, the Wasted Players. Um, this game, both, like I said, you've got Joe Mixon going. He's not looking too hot right now. And Richard's got James Robinson going, and he's actually looking pretty good for the most part. Uh, so... That will kind of impact our maybe impact our projections here, um, but ESPN has you projected win by eight, even with what's going on right now. Um, so, uh, going into my thoughts, just because you know it's your matchup, I'll let you go last. Um, Donald against Dallas, like that could be a pretty good game. Eckler against Vegas, I like that. James Robinson's doing pretty well. Devontae Adams is pretty much matchup proof. Terry McLaurin. Who really knows? Because you know which Tyler Heineke is going to show up. Darren Waller against the Chargers is very interesting to me. Um, I'm interested to see how he'll do. You know, the Chargers have great safeties like Derwin James, um, really good at rushing the passer, and you know Derek Carr hyper targets Waller. But it'll be interesting to see uh, how they do against the Chargers defense. And then Jimmy G against Seattle is a you know a fine play, but not. Not something that's going to really, uh, you expect to, to blow you away. And then looking at your team, you know, you've got Murray, who's been an absolute stud. Uh, Aaron Jones going up a Pittsburgh defense that, you know, they should be up most of the game. And him getting a lot of work. Mixon isn't looking good right now, but he's gotten a lot of work. Lamb going up against a good Panthers defense, but, you know, Lamb's been very good. Cooper Cup has been the best receiver in fantasy football by a mile. Uh, and then like, you know, it's kind of similar to him. Like I'm like, kind of similar to Richard, like Kittle hasn't been great. Had a good week last week, but now he's going up against, um, a bad Seattle defense. So is he going to take advantage of it? Is Jimmy G going to, uh, target Kittle a little bit more or is he going to be spreading the wealth? Um, Teddy Bridgewater going up against a very good Baltimore defense. Um, you know, he's been consistent. They haven't been able to run the ball, so they've been uh, using him a lot. So, 
it's uh it's definitely interesting to see how how that matchup will go so what are your thoughts on uh your matchup with with richard So now you've changed your mind. Yeah, I'm changing my mind. Um, no, I think it's going to be a really close game. I think it's also going to be one of those games that everybody's kind of looking at. Um, I'm, I'm still unsure about Kittle, whether or not I'm going to keep him in the lineup or swap maybe Cortland Sutton in um, for, like, the, the stack play between – Bridgewater and Sutton because I, I do think I'm going to need a little extra something this week to uh, to get across the line. Um, so that's a that's an idea of mine. But um, of course, you know we're still a couple days away from Sunday, so I'm not locking anything in now. But just my gut tells me that I think Richard's going to get his. Uh, is he? Yeah, he's got one. He's one too. Okay. Yeah. I think Richard will, uh, unfortunately, you know, edge out the sauce this week. I mean, yeah, I I gave you the slight edge just because I think you have a little bit higher of ceiling, but it, I mean, it, it, I would need some big weeks from like Murray, Lamb, Cup, which I think, you know, even Aaron Jones. I think it's all possible, but. I said, I, I just, I mean, Richard, from going like, like, looking like he was, you know, dead to, you know, being brought back to life, um, getting to no, two, no, and, getting to two and two, that'd be huge for him. Um, but yeah, definitely another close matchup. Um, so, I mean, like I said, could be either a great launching point for Richard's season, or it could be continued. Uh, dominance by the Sloss and who have been the highest scoring team the most consistent team this year so uh, that would be interesting I give the slight edge to you, you give the slight edge to Richard but Joe Mixon is is doing his work right now so Mac may change his mind before the end of the podcast he's he's going to be a redactor folks, he's going to change his mind yeah, I'll, I'll redact on this one if Mixon gets in the end zone alright, so that's going to lead to our last up, which is the Wasted Players which are two and one picked up their first loss last week versus the True Dogs, which picked up their first win last week. So um, currently we got Joey Burrow going. So um, his points are you know changing the projections from where they were from the beginning. Um, ESPN still gives a slight edge to Ethan. Um, looking at Ethan's roster, you know he's had Carr, who's been good, but Goes up against a very good Chargers defense. Henry, who should... Um, did he do something good? Oh, how are they going to call him short? <laughs> I'm so sorry, everybody that's listening. Um, this is what you get for 
podcast. Yeah, uh, Derrick Henry could be a stud. I don't, I don't quite understand the Mike Davis start from Ethan. Um, I guess maybe he doesn't trust Damian Harris, uh, but I mean, I, I just. I don't know. Mike Davis has not been great so far, so I think that's a potential weak point, uh, his RB2. Um, Metcalf and Allen going to be good. Kelsey's going to be good. Baker against Minnesota. Uh, that's a big question point. Um, and then looking at Mike's team, you know, Josh Allen has a very favorable matchup against the Bills. Uh, Jonathan Taylor has not gotten it going. It'll be interesting if he, to see if they can do it against a pretty good Miami defense. Um, Chris Carson going up against a good San Francisco defense. Jefferson going up against a very good Cleveland defense. Mike Evans going up against the Patriots. Henry Ruggs going up against the uh, the Chargers. Uh, though Joe Burrow is uh, continuing to improve his performance and improving Mike's projections uh, for the week. Uh, I give the slight lead to Ethan, but I don't really like either team this week a whole lot. Do you have any? Have any thoughts? Um, well, I, I think it all kind of shakes down to whether or not Derrick Henry has a 40-point week <laughs> this week because he, uh, he certainly could. I mean, I could definitely see the Titans just running the whole offense through him. And I think Ethan's got enough players, um, you know, able to put up enough points to to put up a good number to beat Mike. Um, oh, oh, are they they're calling back this touchdown. <laughs> oh my goodness! I'm so. Well, that, that, that's the thing is Joe Burrow just snuck in a quarterback sneak from the one. Oh. Um, so that was really inflating Mike's points with a rushing touchdown from his quarterback. But there's a chance that, that gets, you know, gets wiggled on down Joe Mixon now. So, uh, um, so yeah, that shakes up the projections here. I, oh, this is tough. I, I, I mean, this is another close one. Well, I mean, we've only had one or two close games out of the five so far, so that would uh, a week full of close games would be a welcome call for everybody except for us two because we don't want to be in close games. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, Josh Allen against Houston, you know he's going to have a great game. Jonathan Taylor can finally wake up against Miami's defense. I just I, I just went with with Ethan because I feel like Derrick Henry is the surest thing in this matchup. I feel like Josh Allen is a very 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 close second. Um, yeah, I, I mean it's so tough for Ethan's team because I can see this being the week Derrick Carr like really has a crap game Monday night against the Chargers like in division. Um, at LA as well, like that defense is, they're, they're a good defense. And he's got Baker going up against Minnesota, which has been a pretty bad defense so far this year against the quarterback. But, you know, 
Baker's not necessarily like they're a run first team, so that could be a low scoring game since they like run the clock down so much. So it's yeah. do you have do you have a lean in either way? My gut's telling me Ethan. Neither one of us uh, neither one of us sound very confident, that's for yeah, sure. I guess I'll go Ethan's way. So uh I think we you leaned uh who'd you lean in the me and Michael's game? Um I lean Michael. As did I. Um in the Tyler Irish game we both leaned Tyler. Um the Jake Neal game we both leaned Jake, didn't we? Yes. No, I think it was I think I was on. Uh, yeah, you might have been on. I think I was on Neil, um, or I was pretty close to being on Neil, and then you led with, or you were leaning Richard while I was leaning you, and then uh, we both leaned on uh, Ethan here in this matchup. So be, feel free to tell us why we're wrong if you've uh, if you've gotten this far as well. But uh, Mac, appreciate you getting on, especially since you know you got to get up early tomorrow morning for a disc golf tournament. So um, try getting sprinkling some other guests. But you know, people love hearing Mac. People love hearing Mac's opinions. So whenever he can get on, we like having him. Yeah, everybody loves my opinion. I guess. I don't know. I bet if Mac started a podcast, it would get more viewers or get more listeners. So we may have to experiment with that. Take Hunter out of the equation and see how it does. Not sure. Not sure how big of a difference it would be. You know, we've got a big sample size, so. Yeah, we'll get the engagement up. We just got to get Doug Brown to listen to these podcasts. Just get us an extra v- listener. We need some pumpkin spice latte in the chat. That we do. We need. A, I want gifts. I want pictures. I want yeah, quotes. I'm, I'm, I want you at Starbucks with a pumpkin spice latte. Man, I don't. So I'm going to get me a pumpkin cream cold brew tomorrow, that's for sure. Whatever works. Get in there, mix in, yes, sir. <laughs> you, you, you redacting? Um, no, nah, it's, it's, it's been good juju since I did that, so I'll leave it. <laughs> okay, well. I'll be wrong for the sake of the win. Guys, if y'all have uh, made it 50 minutes in, we appreciate you. Um, uh, best of luck this week. Hope there's uh, no severe injuries like there were last week to my uh, poor man Christian McCaffrey. Um, but you know, best of luck this week. Another week closer to the playoffs. Another week uh, where uh, pretenders and uh, you know the real deal are being separated. So, uh, best of luck to everybody, um, and I'll talk to y'all next week.